0: Turning Point presents the Jeremiah Study Bible. Jumpstart your Bible study with more than 8,000 study notes from Dr. Jeremiah to help you discover what the Bible says, what it means, and what it means for you. Available in the New King James and New International versions in standard or large print, as well as the English Standard Version in standard print. For more details or to order your copy, go to davidjeremiah.ca/jsb. Approach your time in God's Word. Do you read the Bible from a sense of duty or obligation? Or do you study it because you know that your life will benefit? Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah offers some vivid examples of the powerful things the Bible can do in the life of the believer. To introduce the conclusion of his message, Studying the Bible, here's David. And thank you so much for
1: joining us. This is Turning Point. I'm David Jeremiah. We study the Bible every day. That's just what we do. And now we're talking about what does it mean to study the Bible? We started it yesterday. We'll finish it up today. Tomorrow and Thursday, we're going to talk about a book that will change your life from the 19th Psalm. And then on Friday, we begin our brand new series, Where Do We Go From Here?, This series is uh, reflective of a book that has been written, it's just been printed and released and will be in the bookstores on the 5th of October. But we want you to have a copy. Before that even starts, we want to get it on its way to you. You can join the pre-sale by going to our website. There you'll find out all the information you need. When you pre-order the book, you'll get the book at the beginning of its launch and You will also have the opportunity to download some really important biblical assets into your computer. Find out all about it at davidjeremiah.org. Hey, I want us to get started on this right away. So with our Bibles open and our hearts open, let's conclude our discussion of studying the Bible. Scripture is profitable for doctrine so that you know what to do. And it's profitable for reproof so that you know what not to do. And it's profitable for correction so that if you do what you're not supposed to do, you know how to fix it. And it's profitable for instruction in righteousness so that when you get back on the path, has a positive plan to keep you on the path and not get off the path again. That's how you grow. How many of you know that it's learning how to deal with the issues of life and when you make a mistake, you come back to the Word of God and it shows you how to get back on the path and let me just tell you something, don't stay gone very long because what happens is if you take a little detour and you don't get back to the Word of God, pretty soon the detour becomes two years. Sin will keep you from the Word of God or the Word of God will keep you from sin even when you're not doing Everything you know is right, stay in this book because that's the best chance you have to keep growing and moving forward. The Word of God will produce spiritual growth in your life. That's why you ought to read it. When you don't read it, you can't grow. You become stagnant in your spiritual walk with the Lord. Secondly, the Word of God will provide cleansing for your life. How many of you know that we all live in a toxic world? You know, when I got sick, I got all kinds of stuff from people all over the country tell me how to get well. And all of it's good, I just wish I had time to read it all. I mean, I could be the most healthy person in the world if I could read all this literature everybody sends me. But one of the things I got were two books and they were that thick. And one of them had in it all of the toxic things that are in our culture that can affect you. And the other had all of the things that you do to take care of all those toxic things. Well, I looked at those two books and they were thick. I didn't have time to find out everything that was toxic because I looked in it and everything's toxic. (laughs) How many of you know that toxicity isn't limited to the physical realm? How many of you know that we live in a spiritually toxic world? where everywhere you look there's some kind of toxicity that's chipping away at the things that you believe and the things that you hold dear. Hmm. But that's what our culture is all about. Our culture, little by little, wears away at the things we hold dear. One man, one woman, married, living together without any outside relationships. That's what God's word says, but the culture is toxic against that. You say, how do I deal with that pastor? You gotta take the word of God into your heart and let it cleanse your life because the word of God is like spiritual dialysis. You know, I don't need to be railing against that stuff. I hardly ever talk about it. What I need to do is replace it with God's truth. And when I do that regularly, daily, it cleanses my life. Do you see what God's word will do for you? It cleanses your life, it keeps you clean. The renewing of your mind, says Paul in Romans 12. It will produce spiritual growth. It will provide cleansing for your life. Listen to this one. It'll keep you from sin. It'll prevent you from sinning. You say, you mean I can go through this whole year and not sin? Probably not. But I'll tell you one thing. If you get in the Word of God, you won't sin as much as you would if you didn't. (laughs) How does it keep you from sinning? Well, listen to what David said in Psalm 119, verse 11. You know this verse, don't you? Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119 verse 133 is a great verse. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Psalm 37, 31 says the law of his God is in his heart and none of his steps shall slide. I love that verse. You say, Pastor, how does God's word keep me from sinning? I promise you, if you commit yourself to spending some time in this book every day, it will rearrange some things in your life. may not do it the first day or the second day, but little by little, God's word will start to change your priorities, change the way you think. And you know what one guy said to me? It makes you just downright uncomfortable at some things in your life. When you begin to look into the Word of God, it will steer you away from the path of sin and toward the path of righteousness. God's Word will prevent you from getting involved in a life of sin. Here's another one. God's Word will protect you from Satan. Now, I know some of you don't even believe in him, but let me tell you something. It doesn't matter. He's real anyway. Can I get a witness? (laughs) Amen. Some of you think, well, I don't believe in Satan. And you feel like because you don't believe in him, that makes him not there. That didn't work. You can't do that. Satan is real whether you believe him or not. And the Bible says he goes around like a roaring lion trying to devour us. What does that mean? That means he's trying to drown our influence. He's trying to take us out of our game. He's trying to keep us from being effective. He's trying to make us look foolish in the eyes of the world and of the church. He's trying to undercut everything we believe in. Satan's desire is to do everything he can to destroy your effectiveness for God. You say, how in the world do I compete and how do I go to war with him? Well, let me tell you what Jesus did. Satan took him out one-on-one. And he began to tempt the Lord. He tried to get him to make bread out of stones. He tried to get him to bow down and worship him. He tried to get him to jump down off of the temple and show that he would be caught by the angels. And you know what the Lord Jesus did? Listen to this. Matthew chapter four, verse four. As Soon as Satan tempted him the first time, Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What did Jesus do? He used the almighty word to combat the enemy. Satan wouldn't give up, came back to him the second time. And when he came back to him in Matthew chapter four, verse seven, Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord, your God. Satan said, all right, I'll try another approach. He came back to him again. And this time in Matthew four, 10, Jesus said away with you, Satan, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord, your God and him only shall you serve. What was the Lord Jesus doing? He was doing what every Christian ought to do. He used the word of God to defeat the enemy. And for those of you who think you might get stuck early on in your reading through the word of God, let me just encourage you that every one of his quotations came out of the book of Deuteronomy. So when you get to Deuteronomy, just remember there's some good stuff in there because Jesus used it to deal with the enemy. When Paul was telling the Ephesian believers about the armor of the believer, he said, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the evil one. He went through this whole list of armor that they were to put on. And there was only one offensive weapon. You know what that was? The sword of the spirit, which is what class? The word of God. If you're going to be effective against the enemy of your soul, you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to be into the Word of God. If some of you are getting victimized all the time, Satan just seems to have his way with you. Maybe one of the things that's missing in your life is a solid grasp of God's truth and some time spent letting God's Word filter into your heart. It will protect you from Satan. Now, those are some... Kind of defensive things. Let me give you some offensive and encouraging things. It will not only produce spiritual growth, it will not only protect you from sin and from Satan and cleanse your life, but here, listen to this. It will protect you from discouragement. You know, the Bible says that we're to lay aside every besetting sin. You know what a besetting sin is? It's kind of Satan's way he gets to you. Most of us, if we're honest, we know how Satan can get to us. And I've learned over the years that one of the things Satan can do if I'm not careful, he can get to me through discouragement. That might surprise you because I'm a pretty upbeat guy. But you know, sometimes the crest of the wave determines the depth of the trough that comes behind it. And there's a certain way of ministry that gives itself to the propensity to be discouraged. And Satan knows that he can do that. What do I do when that happens? Well, I used to call my pastor buddies, and I found out most of them were more discouraged than I was. I don't do that anymore. I get in the Word of God. And I found out that the Word of God is the greatest thing you can appeal to in times of discouragement. Do you know there were two disciples who left Jerusalem after the crucifixion? They were so depressed because they thought everything was all over. They were really down. And Christ had died, and they didn't even know he'd been resurrected. And they were walking toward Emmaus, and they were talking about how hopeless everything was. And they were sad about all that was going on around them. You know, discouragement is always worse when you walk away from the cross and from the open grave. When you start putting that behind you and not walking toward it but away from it, you can get discouraged. And then they did one other thing. They started talking to each other about how discouraged they were. How many of you know that when you get discouraged, you don't need to get with somebody else who's discouraged and share your discouragements? You know, my wife and I have this thing about how we don't ever want to get discouraged at the same time. You know, we just made this commitment. We're not going to do that. I'm going to never get discouraged when she is, and she's never going to get discouraged when I am, because we need each other to kind of pick each other up. And then the Bible says they're walking toward Emmaus all down in the mouth and discouraged, telling each other how bad everything was, and there's no hope, and all of a sudden... They heard an exposition by the greatest of all preachers. The Lord Jesus joined them. And the scripture says in Luke 24, 32, and they said one to another, listen to this, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? How did they get out of their discouragement? The Lord Jesus came along and he just opened the word of God. And you know what? I don't know how he knows But when I'm in a plan to read the Bible, God seems to know where I'm supposed to be in that plan on the day when I need the word that he gives me for that particular time. Just uncanny. You know, when you don't have a plan, everything is sort of up in the air, but when you have a plan and you get in the word of God, sometimes I'll call Don and I'll say, honey, did you read this today in our little devotional thing we're reading? It just seems like the most perfect thing for what God wants to say to us. If you want to defeat discouragement, my friend, you got to be in the word of God. If you want to try it your own way, have at it. But God has a better plan. Let me give you another one. It will protect you from discouragement. Number six, if you get into the word of God, it will promote success in whatever you do. Now you saying, no, wait a minute, pastor. You're just overselling a little bit here. You know, I can get with the other things. They're all kind of spiritual. But this sounds like positive motivational stuff. This is way beyond positive motivation. Listen to what I said. If you stay in the word of God, you can be successful in whatever you do. You say, that doesn't sound like something that would come from the Bible. Well, don't take my word for it. I want you to read out loud with me Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit. Whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Say that last phrase. And whatever he does shall prosper. See, I didn't say that. God said that. You say, now wait a minute. I know some people that read the Bible all the time, and they're failing miserably. Well, wait just a minute now. It's not enough just to read it. <laughs> you got to do what it says. And the context of success is the context which God puts around it. I want to just say to you this way, a person who spends time in the Word of God is going to be a better father and a better mother at home. And my friend, that's where success starts. It doesn't start out there in the world. It starts at home, where life is really lived. A young person who spends time in the Word of God is going to find that he has a greater interest in his studies and a greater interest in his testimony. A person who's in the world of business, who spends time mining the truth of this word of God, is going to make better decisions. He's going to live his life with integrity. And how many of you know that while you can get to the top quickly by denying everything that's right, you don't get there and stay there very long unless you walk the road that's built around the character of the person. My friend, the person who stays in the word of God and walks with God will find that success will be a lasting value in his life and it will stay with him wherever he goes. When the Lord was trying to encourage Joshua, Joshua, I'm gonna give you an assignment that will be bigger than anything you've ever done. Take these unhappy, murmuring Jewish people who don't even wanna go in the promised land and take them in there and then god said to him here's how you're going to do it and here's how you're going to succeed joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this book of the law joshua shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success what was he saying joshua let me tell you something here's how you do your job Get in the Word of God and meditate on it every day. Don't turn from the right or the left. Do whatever it says. And when you do, you'll be successful. And I think the Word of the Lord to Joshua is the Word of the Lord to every one of us. My friend, if you want to succeed in life, you've got to spend some time in this book because God is the author of success. He didn't put you on this planet to fail. He put you on this planet to succeed, and he'll tell you how to do it if you'll just read the instructions. I think about Joseph, who was put down in Egypt in a foreign land, He had the word of god in his heart you know what it says about joseph in genesis 39 listen to this and his master saw that the lord was with him and that the lord made all he did to prosper in his hand did you know that god can do that for you my friend if you don't have time for god in your plans you're going to fall short but you put god in the midst of it and you watch what he does he will make you prosper in whatever you do and then just quickly It will prepare you for powerful praying. Listen to this. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. You say, does that mean I can ask God for anything and he'll give it to me? Listen to the text. If you abide in him and his words abide in you, you will ask anything you desire and he will give it to you. You say, well, what is the context here, pastor? Context is real simple. If you're in the Word and the Word's in you, you're not going to ask for some crazy, stupid thing. If you got from this that you can just go to God and He's your heavenly bellhop, and you're going to say, God, this is what I need, here's my list, that's not what the Word of God says. But it says when you're in the book and the book is in you, you will know what to ask for. You ask for the right things and God will give them to you. And you will have a sense of power and adventure in your prayer life. Finally, and I saved it till last if you are in the word of god it will prepare you and point the way to salvation now everything i've said up to this point is for all of us who've already put our trust in the lord we've ask Christ to come into our heart, but I know that every time I preach, there's probably a dozen people just sort of checking things out and see what's going on. And you can't look back in your life and ever remember that there was a point in time when you asked Christ to come into your heart. Let me tell you what you need to do. If you're not ready to make that decision yet, you need to start reading the word of God. Now you need to let God point you to salvation through his word. Now I need to tell you something. The only thing you're really going to understand as an unbeliever when you begin to read the Word of God, is that you need God. Some of the rest of it won't make a lot of sense. How many of you know that the natural man doesn't understand the Word of God? He reads it and it doesn't make any sense to him. It's like the guy I told you about who read the Word of God and went to his preacher and he said, you know, I can't understand this. Doesn't make any sense to me. Then he got saved. He accepted Christ as his savior and he came back and told the preacher somebody rewrote the Bible. (laughs) You know, that's the way it looks when you study the Word of God. But listen to what the Bible says. Paul was writing to young Timothy and reminding him of his heritage, and he said to him in 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and watch this, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation. Listen to me, parents. How do you get your children into the faith? You saturate them with the Word of God because the Word of God is what makes them wise unto salvation. I love it when these little children come up and tell me the memory verses they've learned in Sunday school, in daily vacation Bible school, in children's church. Our teachers are taught to put the Word of God in their heart because it's the Word of God that makes us wise unto salvation. The best book to read if you're not a Christian is the Gospel according to John because in that book you will see the Gospel almost every chapter presented. And when you get to the end of the book, you will find that the writer says in John chapter 20, as he gives the purpose of it, he says, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. What does it say? The Bible has been written so that you can read it and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, and believing that you have eternal life. If you haven't believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God, you haven't got eternal life. And you say, "Well, I'm not ready to believe that yet." Well, get in the Word of God and start reading it. Maybe God will speak to you straight from His book and give you the faith to believe that you don't have currently. First Peter tells us that the Word of God is the incorruptible seed which lives and abides forever. It is God's word. My friend, if you're not a Christian, if you've never trusted Christ, you need to take the Word of God at face value. Here's what it says. The Word of God says that God loves you, that He sent Christ into this world to be your Savior, that He went to the cross and hung there between two thieves, paying the penalty for the sin of the whole world, which He alone could pay because He was God in a body. And He paid that penalty for you and for me and for everyone. And He asks only that we come to Him by faith, and accept him into our lives, and receive him into our being, and accept what he did in the cross as our only hope of heaven, and say, in essence, Lord God, I bet eternity on Jesus Christ and what he did for me. And until we do that, we're still outside the kingdom. We may be moving toward the kingdom, but we're not in the kingdom. My friend, that's what the Word of God says. That's why the Bible says God's Word is able to make you wise unto salvation. When you read the truth of the Word of God, you find out, what must I do to be saved? You don't have to go to church, that's what some people will tell you. You don't have to clean up your life, that's what some will tell you. You don't have to try to be a better person or do kinds of philanthropic things. What you have to do is what the Word of God says. You have to believe that God loves you and that Christ died for you, and you have to ask Him to come into your life and be your Savior. Hey, will you do that? Will you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and be your Savior? Uh, That is happening all over the world, even as we speak here and there, people hearing the gospel for the first time and embracing it and inviting Christ to come and live within their heart. You can do that right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just stop for a moment. Take a moment of quietness before God and invite Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Well, tomorrow here on Turning Point, we're going to talk about a book that will change your life. I'm going to teach the passage of Scripture that I write the reference to in every Bible that I sign, Psalm nineteen, seven through 11 You should read that passage before tomorrow, and for the next two days, Wednesday and Thursday, we're going to talk about what it says and what it means and what it means to you. And then on Friday, we're going to begin our brand new series called Where Do We Go From Here? I only have a few days left before we'll be meeting with all of our Tampa, Florida friends at the Yingling Center. That happens on October the 5th. And then on October the 7th, we'll move across the state to Jacksonville and we'll be in the Star Veterans Memorial Arena for another uh, Turning Point event on October the 26th in Houston, Texas at the Barry Center, October the 28th in Fort Worth, Texas at Dickey's Arena. Tickets for these events are available from davidjeremiah.org slash tour. Get the tickets you will use, and you can be a part of our event as we gather in one of these four cities near you. And don't forget, friends, during this month, which is almost gone, we're making available the beautiful calendar for 2022. It's called Moving Toward Hope, and it will be a beautiful addition to your home for the next few months. The photography is extravagant. It's great and all the other things that are a part of our annual calendar project right there. Yours for the asking when you send a gift to Turning Point today.
0: Today's message originated from Shadow Mountain Community Church and Dr. David Jeremiah, the senior pastor. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Write to Turning Point for God of Canada, PO box 18098 Delta BC V4L 2M4 Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca/radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of our 14-month calendar for 2022, Moving Toward Hope. Filled with scriptures and images to encourage your walk. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your favorite smart devices or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to instantly access our content. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue our series of special messages from Dr. David Jeremiah here on Turning Point. If you have been blessed by the ministry of Dr. David Jeremiah and Turning Point, we would love to offer you two free ways to stay connected. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash magazine for a subscription to our monthly Turning Points magazine. Each exclusive issue is filled with encouraging articles and daily devotionals to strengthen your spiritual walk. You can also sign up to receive our daily email devotional, and be a part of our community of friends who receive daily encouragement delivered straight to their inbox from Dr. Jeremiah. Written in a thought-provoking manner, this concise yet profound daily devotional delivers the refreshment and focus you need as you go about in today's world. You can join the more than 600,000 monthly subscribers who are building their faith each month through these free resources. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca. That's davidjeremiah.ca. Have you ever wondered what your legacy will be? The Jeremiah Legacy Society from Turning Point was created for friends of the ministry who feel called to partner with Dr. David Jeremiah to deliver the unchanging Word of God to future generations. We can ensure that the impact we have reaches beyond our days here on earth. Visit our website at davidjeremiahgift.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Jeremiah Legacy Society. If you've enjoyed today's program with Dr. David Jeremiah, you might be interested in hearing it again at your convenience. Stay connected to Turning Point by visiting our website at davidjeremiah.ca or by downloading our free Canadian mobile app. The app can be found by searching for Turning Point Canada on your smart device app store. Create an account and order digital resources from today's program with easy one-click checkout at davidjeremiah.ca.